This podcast is presented by Pacific Office Automation, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at PacificOffice.com. J.J. Watt in the backfield. J.J. Watt, baby. Connor to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. Welcome to Cardinals Underground, presented by Pacific Office Automation. Visit PacificOffice.com. Problem solved. Touchdown, Tyler Murray. That defender is in multiple pieces. Oh, that was nasty right there, right? The latest news and notes from the insiders who cover the team. Drilled by Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is balling. Bring it on, bring it on. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. I ain't scared of nobody. Here's Paul Calvisi. It's sort of like this dryer that we've had to replace at Casa Calvisi, okay? Yes! Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I came through, Paul. I actually made Polly Podcast bingo cards, so Omo, Darren, and I are all playing with the same words, however, in different orders. Can There's I buy no your way. pen, please? Wait a minute. Dryer might actually be on there because this has been a two-month ongoing saga. No, not Dryer. Just whining in general. Is Casa, that what's on there? Casa, Casa Calvisi. Oh, for don't, Christ's sake. Don't show them the words, though. No, no, no we no, can't no, show no. you. Can I, I borrow your pen, please? Oh, yes. Wow. You may. Okay, so that. it took about four seconds for me to realize I'm being bamboozled, flim-flammed. And, no, uh, she said she's going to be doing this. And she said that for... I was not aware of bingo cards were part of I Cardinals Underground. I said I was going to do it. Did not know bingo <laughs> cards would be part of today's broadcast, or I would have brought my own. Oh, believe me. We got we got New Year's resolutions at the end. I'm sure you'll have some quality believe ones to throw me. out there. I would have brought a stinking bingo card with each one of your names on it. Danny I'm sorry Surek I didn't include and you. And Darren Urban. My goodness. Surprise. <laughs> okay, your dryer. <laughs> I'm just thrown by the alacrity with which the two of you automatically went for your bingo card when I said I, those two words. It's I a, kept thinking to myself, I, I'm thrown. He's not going to get to any. We're going to be like halfway through oh, and talking goodness. serious thing. And boom, you just got it right out of the yeah, box. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So we're on our fourth. If you had the over under, uh, Polly, your fourth bet, dryer, fourth dryer, the first one that showed up, we ordered a new dryer. The first one showed up. They took it out of the box. They installed it. My wife comes over to look at it and the control panel was in Spanish. Okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not even saying your fourth dryer since you've been married. Your fourth dryer, like you've been trying to buy a new one and it keeps getting screwed up? Fourth dryer in the last eight weeks. Whoa. Holy. So the first wow. one was in Spanish, okay. sent it back. We had to wait. The next one shows up. It's off the truck. My brother-in-law was over. He's a former cop and uh, Marine, and he noticed that it said refurbished on the side of the box. He said, nope, that's going back. Then they sent us a third one, which we just returned because after about 17 seconds or so, it would end because the door would become a jar because the door wouldn't seal. So, of course, when the door is a jar and a dryer, what happens? Shuts it off. turns off. So we couldn't get this thing to go more than 20 seconds at a time. And now they just deliver the fourth one so let's hope let's hope you I'm haven't used- had a dryer a working dryer for eight weeks well it would work if you actually leaned against the door so at one point i was getting stuff and just uh you know just have weight against the door leaning it against but yes i've gone over we, my brother-in-law's more than once to do laundry we uh we had a light switch uh issue with uh our disposal okay that's going on been going on and i we unplugged the disposal. We were having to pl- go, get under the sink and plug it in every time we wanted to use the disposal and unplug it because it was one of those things where it's one of those flat switches that eventually like loses its ability to stay where it's supposed to be. So we woke up one mo- one morning and the disposal had been going on all night. <laughs> and uh, you must be a heavy sleeper. And and we tried 
I, I tried. Or sleeping off a bender. I tried to fix the switch the other day, and when we turned the power on, there was a big spark and pop, and I decided I didn't want to burn down the house. So we're getting that fixed, but like we haven't had the dishwasher for like four days, and I thought that was bad. I can't imagine not having a dryer for eight <laughs> weeks. Especially, you know, if it was the summer, right, and it was 115 with oh, like yeah. 2% yeah, humidity, then you throw it outside. That's Arizona is the nature's own dryer. That's a good point. But this time of year, not so much. So let's see here. Did I have disposal on my bingo card for Darren? Uh, I did not. Okay. All right. Well, don't so, feel left out. We just we didn't go. want you to know the yeah. words ahead of time. Right. Yeah, that ruins right. it. So the number is four, though. Four different starting quarterbacks in four weeks, and that's the second time that has happened in the NFL since... 1950 and when we shared that stat with cliff kingsbury and his tv show this week there was sort of a roll into the eyes like oh boy how many really? years had you been covering the cardinals at that point darren uh 1950 wow <laughs> it's we don't been even a have time. a bingo card it's okay. been a long time since i've had right. something like that to, wow. to meet you with so danny's coming out swinging here in 2023 Woo! we know her uh, new year's resolution at this point uh, we also know who the starting quarterback is going to be. There's not going to be the reindeer games towards the end of the week. So, Danny, go ahead. Uh, you're forthcoming. Uh, what is the current situation at quarterback? One game left. David Blau is getting the start. Second start in a row for him for the Cardinals. Last week, Thursday after practice, was when Colt McCoy had some concussion symptoms again. So, David Blau only had one day to really practice as a starter last Friday. So Cliff Kingsbury sent his press conference Wednesday. He wanted to give Blau the opportunity to have a full week practicing as a starter and getting that experience and having a chance to lead offense with that proper preparation. That was something that Trace McSorley had when he started Christmas night game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is still an evaluation process. Kingsbury said in his press conference, you know, there's after Kyler Murray had his surgery this first week of January that it went well, but it's probable that Kyler Murray will not be ready to start the season. So if you're going to assume that you're going to have Colt McCoy as your starting quarterback, you're going to need to figure out another backup situation. And I think that's what this is, is I thought that David Blau played well in Atlanta, um, especially given the pieces that were not there on the offense for the Cardinals. And so this is another chance to see what he can really do in something we've Heard from Kingsbury at his press conference. We heard it in this week's Hard Knocks episode is how sharp he thinks David Blau is and how he sees the game. So he wants to give him another opportunity with a full week of preparation. And we'll get into David Blau some more here, but the latest on Kyler Murray, because there is news this week on Kyler Murray. Uh, if you saw his Twitter account, boom, where was he, Darren? He was in the hospital, smiling. Yes. Smiling after surgery, which I, I, I guess, as, as multiple people have, have pointed out to me, in which I've heard it's kind of the cliche when we hear Cliff Kingsbury say the surgery went well. It better have gone well. I mean, well, the word yikes. Kyler used was successful, right? Yes, success. It was successful. Have you ever heard of a surgery that was not successful? Well, actually, in the NFL? I have. Well, not not in the NFL. I have heard of surgeries that are not well, successful. Sure. And they usually end up yeah. in lawsuits. Oh boy. Uh, I, I I just I it's a step that we all knew was going to happen, but now that you 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 officially start that rehab timeline once the surgery happens, it can't start until then. Um, and and he's. You know, he's not going to do anything except rest probably for a few weeks. But I just want to say in terms of the surgery went well to me, I take that as was it what you were expecting, whether that was a clean ACL tear? Was there any sort of little meniscus damage? I don't know the specifics, but to me, I think of surgery can go well. And then I can think of the situation with Max Williams and his knee of 
it was a lot worse than I think maybe they expected. And he had to have multiple surgeries yeah. and knowing where he that that to me is what I take as yeah. did surgery go well in terms of was it what you were expecting? Was it clean enough to where you pretty much know what the rehab process is going to look like barring any setbacks? So it's not you're not dead. I mean, so. yes, that would, in my eyes, mean surgery did not go well, did not go as planned. That, that would be a setback. <laughs> There's no doubt. Pretty far back, yes. Uh, the NFL Network did add, though, to the Kyler surgery that they, quote, stitched up the meniscus. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one here on Cardinals Underground. Brought to you by Pacific Office Automation. But it sounds like that could mean some uh, added time in Maybe. the recovering rehab. I, I, the thing is, is I don't know exactly what that would mean. I, you know, I, I too am not a doctor. I don't know if that would actually be something. I mean, for me, like, I, again, I don't know every particulars of all the ACL things, but it, it seems it would seem odd to me that you would tear your ACL and not have any meniscus damage. But who knows? I, I don't know. Well, but it, it further illustrates why the Cardinals are making the move with Cole McCoy to err on the side of caution, A, coming off the concussion, and B, in the name of next year, that they're shutting him down now just in case you don't want some sort of injury in the final game of the year because he could be your guy and fill in the blank X number of games to start next year. You know, who knows? I mean, it could be Halloween before you see Kyler Murray in a Cardinals uniform in a regular season game again. We don't know. It is an unknown. So. With that in mind, that was part of the reasoning and rationale that the Arizona Cardinals are going to go with David Blau. And and you know what? For a guy who, look, didn't make every throw, and I was talking to Craig Grealu about this on uh, cover two, didn't make every throw. Not every catch was made, obviously. But, man, it looked like he was decisive. It looked like he was going through his reads. He was able to scan and survey and assess the defense and figure out. And that's what he said after the game in his locker, didn't he? Yeah, I mean – that he wanted to demonstrate that he knew where to go with the ball and make the right decisions. He looked, with all due respect to Trace McSorley, he looked more comfortable yep. for the Cardinals in that offense than Trace McSorley did, and, and David Blau had only been there three weeks when he did it. Um, he just looks the part. Now, does he look the part of a starting quarterback in this league? That could be kind of a stretch. And I thought it was interesting. And He, he could maybe start for this 49ers team. Considering well, that, that, they have a number one defense and fair. a top ranked rushing that's game, fair. And honestly, but go ahead. You're not. He's not going to carry a team. It, it was interesting. I, I thought on Hard Knocks because here's a guy who's now been on both versions of Hard Knocks this year. He was with the Lions in training camp and preseason, and then obviously came here. And he was talking on Hard Knocks about how, for him, in a perfect world, he would have been with the Lions all year as the backup to Jared Goff, and he would have been okay not playing. He just would have been the backup there, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And then after the game where he was standing with family, he he explained to them, and maybe it was for the purposes of the cameras and if any other decision makers around the NFL were listening, that he truly, sincerely, genuinely feels that he's a lot better than he was in 2019 when he had five starts at the end of his rookie year for the Lions as an undrafted rookie out of Purdue, that he feels like he's so much better, and that's what he wanted to show. And guess what? Now he's going to get a chance against the number one ranked defense, Danny. Yeah, it's going to be that. That's that's the thing is playing this 49ers team is going to be different than playing the Falcons team that the Cardinals played last week. But David Blau said that he felt comfortable. He didn't feel nervous. He knows he could play even better than he did. It's just, you know, that we're at the point in the season where it, it makes sense to make this decision, even if – 
Colt McCoy didn't have concussion symptoms. I'm sure he'd want to play. I think there's a chance they probably would still sit him from an evaluation standpoint. I think that's other players that are injured. I'm sure that's going to be a determining factor as well. Some of the players that aren't on IR but have been dealing with nagging injuries and haven't played the last couple weeks. It's just where you are at the season at this point with no playoffs to play for. See, for me, and I know a lot of people are talking about the draft pick and all that stuff. For me, um, I, and I, I wrote this last week, it, once Colt cleared concussion protocols, I would have started him again. Once he had a setback and had more symptoms, then he was done for me. I agree. Like, there's no way I'm putting him back out there anytime soon. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And if to, you know, we we had heard in a press conference um, before he had the concussion that somebody brought up that he had an MRI on his head before that. And Cliff and Colt both responded to it and said, I was okay, but like you were... You were doing that. Then he had a concussion. Then he had symptoms. There's no way I'm putting him back out there. Um, So it makes, and to me, David Blau earned that right uh, against the 49ers. And again, he's not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. There's a good chance he's not going to have James Conner. You know, it's it's not, it's it's a piecemeal kind of offense to go against a defense like that. And by the way, if D Hop would have been in there, in this last game at Atlanta, I, I bet you he would have had a good game. I agree. It wouldn't have been like the Trace McSorley experience, one catch on 10 targets. I agree with that. So, And now for David Blau, he's going against the Niners defense. Here you go, number one in scoring, allowing just 16.5 points per game. Number two in total D, number one in rushing defense, number four in takeaways. Instead of an Atlanta defense that came into that game with 19 total sacks, you're going against Nick Bosa, who has 17 and a half right now. Yikes. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. He's going after the Niners franchise record of 19 and a half sacks. That's the all-time Niners record. And he leads the NFL with 71 quarterback pressures and 47 quarterback hits. He's the only player with more than 35 quarterback hits. He leads that category. Are you saying a, David Blau is probably going to get hit by Nick Bosa? By a Baker's dozen. Put it this way. There's only one player with more quarterback hits in a season since they started tracking this in 06. I saw this stat. Guess who? J.J. Watt. Mm. 51 and that 50 in, hell his, of a segue. in two of his NFL defensive player of the year. This is not just an evaluation game last week and this week for the quarterback situation of what your backup is going to look like next year. I think the offensive line as well. You have a lot of players, a lot of starters on that O-line that are either hurt, that are going to have to make a decision on if they want to come back and play or if they want to retire. And you have starters who are pending free agents. So you or have this, some of them are all the above. Yes, that's, the third option is all the above. So when you're going against a Nick Bosa, that to me is an evaluation. As You yep. probably don't need to evaluate your right tackle, Kelvin Beecham. You know what he brings. But you've got Josh Jones who's been playing left tackle. But you just signed DJ Humphrey, so is Josh Jones playing well enough to where that's going to be your future at right tackle? Are you going to keep Josh Jones elsewhere? How are you liking Billy Price if you're going to need a new center next year? Will Hernandez? There's a lot of questions. So going up against a Nick Bosa, I think that this is still an evaluation process for that offensive line because you're going to have a lot of decisions that have to be made this offseason. Beach said... uh... Once upon a time, he started a game at tight end in the NFL in 2013 and finished at center. We could put him at center next year. <laughs> um, look, I'm open to anything. I mean, if you want to make this easy for, for purposes of effective immediately through the offseason, they have one starting offensive lineman under contract. That's T.J. Humphreys, right? 
Is he the well, only offensive lineman under contract right now? Was Will Hernandez now? a one-year? Yes. Will Hernandez was one year. Rodney Hudson's under contract next year. Yeah. Well, I, I, can, can we all agree that we're not counting on Rodney Hudson you next can season? Absolutely we can all that. agree. But it's I, not on the bingo card, but we can it. all agree. <laughs> and I would also say, um, I know it's... Stinking bingo <laughs> card. My story will come out next week, but I mean, you can you could take this whole roster and throw a dart and, you know... A good chunk of the time, you're going to hit a free agent somewhere. They got, that they could got be a fun game. 32 free agents. Oh, 32 are we, unrestricted free Darren, agents. Are we allowed Danny, to have a dartboard no, in the podcast no. studio? Danny's going to put that into no one sharp of, objects. What, what's what's your piece of content with the games? What is it? I'm sorry. Game on. There you go. Don't don't give her any ideas. Darts is going to be the next one. And you, you could you could put different categories up on the dartboard. That's and a then great idea. Actually, like nobody that. steal that from me. Yeah, no, uh, we won't. So it'll just be between the three of us. <laughs> yeah. So look at this offensive line, because you're going to see, based on what I've been told, Nick Bosa goes up and down the, the Niners defensive line. He's going to be over Kelvin Beecham. He's going to be over Josh Jones. By the way, the last we saw Nick Bosa, you know what he was doing? He was basically winning the game against the Raiders in OT by shoving Colton Miller yeah. Bull rushing the Raiders' left tackle into Jarrett Stidham. It affected his throw. It was picked off, returned 50-plus yards, game-winning field goal, game over. And there was Nick Bosa with his arms in the air like and pounding his chest because, yeah, he, he basically decided the game. Remember those six seconds when Nick Bosa was going to be a Cardinal? <laughs> you, know what, you know what Cliff told us on his weekly TV show? He said that Bosa still holds it against him for not taking Bosa number one overall. <laughs> okay? Half-jokingly. But but it, and 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 for that reason, I guess Bosa will talk a lot of noise towards Cliff during the game, and then Cliff's response always is, "Well, you can keep talking, and I'm going to keep chipping you." And so that that's what Cliff tells him: "I'm just going to chip your rear while you bark at me, and this is how we're going to go here for four quarters." So it's kind of a funny type of dynamic between those two. The 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 motivation that guys get. Uh, on some stuff or uh, the ones that they create for themselves, you know, real or imagined is just, it's amazing. By the way, um, you have Nick Bosa going against Josh Jones in this game. And I mean, that's going to be pretty telling. Here's the thing. This might be the biggest question to me on the offensive line. What do you do with Josh Jones, who has said repeatedly he's so much more comfortable at left tackle? And I know we have the offseason to talk about this. We do. And I think he's been playing well these last couple weeks, by the way. I'm going, to throw, in. I'm going to throw this out there. If he's so much more comfortable on the left side, could he be your left guard next year? Next mm. to DJ Humphreys. Mm. So that's, like that, that actually, idea. that's interesting. If you guys yeah. run into Josh Jones, we, somebody needs to ask him that question before he bolts for the offseason. So I throw okay. that out there as that's, fodder. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, this Niners defense is, uh, I mean, they've won nine in a row as a team. The first eight in that winning streak, they allowed 20 points or, 20 points or fewer every game. So it's going to be a challenge. I'm just going to say this. How about Calvisi Consulting? Is Calvisi Consulting on your bingo card? Shoot, no. Because Calvisi Consulting says the Cardinals need to adapt and adopt the whole Tom Brady passing game. That is, get the ball out in two seconds or less, basically, against Nick Bosa in this night. Oh, this week? this week? This week, yes. Cardinals need David Blau needs to watch some film of Tom Brady on Christmas night against well, the Cardinals where he didn't get sacked once because he just instantly got rid of the ball. That's what Colt tried to do against the 49ers in Mexico City. Yeah. And they held with it for a while yeah. until the defense kind of fell apart. And then, then you had to. And then uh, well. what? Nick Bosa in that game had one sack, four quarterback hits. And then you have the Gilbert product, Brock Purdy, starting for the San Francisco 49ers.
I don't know what stat you want in this. Here's one for you. There's some ridiculous stuff on Brock Purdy. You realize no rookie quarterback drafted outside the first five rounds has started a playoff game in the NFL since, once again, 1950. So if they're tracking... Wait, say that again? No rookie quarterback. No rookie quarterback. Okay. Drafted outside the first five rounds. Got it. Has started a playoff game in the modern era of the NFL. That's kind of crazy. It is pretty crazy, I, I thought. I don't... Is it, though? Like, I, I feel like that's a very... You know, if you're if you're using a rookie quarterback that's drafted in the fifth round, you're probably not going to be a very good team. So there's probably not even that many chances of a playoff team. You know. And by the way, he leads the NFL in passer rating since he became a starter in Week 14. He's been pretty good. I mean, and this Niners team, here's one for you: if the Niners beat the Cardinals and they finish the season with 10 straight wins, it'll be the 13th team to do that to finish the regular season on a 10 plus game winning streak. How many of the previous 12 do you think went on to win the Super Bowl? Eight. Darren? One. Three is the correct answer. Boo. Two lost in the Super Bowl, but six of the 12 lost in the divisional round. Didn't even make it to the championship game. Do you have game. the teams there? I do not. I was just curious, like, is one of them the, the Panthers that the Cardinals beat in 2008? I'd be curious about that. Yeah, that's a good guess. It's a good guess. I, I know one of the two to lose in the Super Bowl was that undefeated Patriots team, obviously. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Tough so, joke job there. So, it's, it's a Niners team that can clinch the number two seed with a win, can still clinch the number one overall seed with a loss by Minnesota. Oh, by the I Eagles. Think by the Eagles. By I'm the sorry. Giants. Yes. Yeah, the Eagles. And so, ouch. How apparent do you think that's going to be out on that field? Because – it has not been a problem so far, the Cardinals' lack of energy, intensity, urgency, despite the fact they're out of the playoff race. And honestly, I'm surprised to a certain degree because we saw games last year where the Cardinals were DOA at Detroit, yeah. Carolina at home. That hasn't happened yet. Do you expect it to happen week 18? No, I don't. I don't think because we've seen it all year, and this isn't the first game that the Cardinals will be playing knowing they're not making the playoffs or not having a significant amount of starters or any of that. So... I would not expect the fight that we have seen from the team up until the very end all season to drop off this week. The 49ers are going to have plenty to play for. They're going to have that motivation. They're going to play their starters. This is still a divisional game. And I know that every game is important and you want to beat every team, but there's still a little more when you're playing a division rival. And I would imagine the Cardinals would want to prevent the 49ers from having that bye week the first round of the playoffs. I think I don't worry about the energy to start with. What I worry about is if it starts getting off the rails, like Mexico. I yep. mean, the Cardinals yep. were in that game at halftime. Yep. And then they weren't at the beginning of the third quarter, and then the wheels came off. And that's that's what I would be concerned about is the wheels coming off if it really started getting sideways. I think as long as – I think they'll play hard early, but there's, there's going to be a significant gap in talent between the two teams – and that's still what ultimately decides most of these games. And if you're the Niners, why don't you just pick up where you left off? Your halftime adjustment in Mexico City was we're running the ball straight ahead. We're coming off the ball. Can you stop us? Will you stop us? Here comes a power run game. I was talking to Matt Miyoko uh, of NBC Bay Area, Sports Bay Area, and he's covered the 49ers for longer than I've covered the Cardinals. And he said, I really don't think they overlook the Cardinals. I think because of what they have to play for um, and what's on the line and, and it being a division thing, he goes, I really don't think they're going to overlook it. I mean, this is not, 
You know, I, I think back, and I, I know this is a long time ago, but, like, the Vikings had a chance to get into the playoffs in 2003 against a really bad Cardinals team, and they sleptwalked through that yeah. game and it ended up biting them. I just don't see that you know, happening. This it's true. Time. That's true. And look, all they have to do is look at recent history. Cardinals went to Santa Clara last year with a backup quarterback, Colt yep. McCoy, and pounded on the 49ers. They ran for almost 200 yards in that game. Now, they're not, you know, they might not have James Conner this week. We'll, we'll see about that. And he had a big game at the 49ers. But, and since they opened Levi Stadium, the Cardinals have won six out of eight in Santa Clara. In fact, when we, you know, back in May when the schedule came out, I marked this down as a home game. I actually said, well, you know what? They're playing the 49ers in Mexico City, giving up a home game, but they're playing whenever they play the Niners in Santa Clara. That is a Cardinals home game, so it's a wash. And it's a home game for you too, right? Technically. Technically. We'll see. That's why it's a home game, really. We'll, we'll see what the weather is like. And Danny, it could be ugly down there, by This the is way. my first time at Levi Stadium. I've only been, I've been to San Francisco once, and it was in August, and it was freezing again we're not in san francisco we're way far away from okay san darren okay it, it is quite a different climate in san jose santa clara like if than the sun was francisco. out you'd be upset because it would be hotter than i'm not going to say any bad but, words but yeah it'd be hot it's uh, rain is in the forecast every single day they're having epic rains as rain we is in record. the forecast for sunday yes so are you prepared we'll see. we'll see if it'll be a sloppy track oh yeah got the boots the rains gear i got the whole deal going at least it's He's only, a native it doesn't matter you know what look as someone you're right darren as someone who uh used to sling the san jose mercury news Paulie paperboy back in the day i'd ride that stinking route bike right through the rain every morning over 100 papers yo on my <laughs> on my on my paper route boom right through the rain the old man would not get up and drive me when it was raining just just a driving northern california rain and and the old man would not get out of bed at 4 30 actually i wouldn't either for the 16 year old punk currently so i don't hold that against him actually but yes uh, i am accustomed to that sort of rain there's no question i remember paper boys my dad was a paper boy did you just on accident wow, or on purpose go over 100 papers yo yep. did you just do that well, did you drop a yo of course we had to flex the over 100 papers like on it. the route you know uh, that's how I need shoulder surgery for the third time in the last two years because uh, throwing all those newspapers, forget the baseball, it was throwing those newspapers all those days. So as for who's going to play for the 49ers in terms of their skill positions, Debo Samuels missed the last three games. Brandon Ayuk, the ASU guy, he's, what, 44 yards away from a 1,000-yard receiving season. George Kittle has already hit a career high with nine receptions, nine receiving touchdowns so far this year. As for the Cardinals, uh, yeah, we'll see who David Blau has at his disposal. Hollywood Brown. He'll have Hollywood Brown. He should, right? Yes. I mean, that's uh, – Hollywood Brown's supposed to play. Greg okay. Dortch. That's our uh, – yeah, and you know what? The chemistry obviously was different between Blau and Dortch versus Trace McSorley and Dortch. Yeah, I didn't notice that. So um, Blau likes tight end Trey McBride, though. Yes, he does. Absolutely. And and Hollywood had a great game. Six catches for 60 yards and a 40-yard uh, pass interference drawn, yeah. so – and uh, we're sort of bearing the lead in some ways. Once again, J.J. Watt, his oh, yeah, last I game. J.J. Watt. His last game. This How about is the last venue he will cross off his list. He's never played a, a game at Levi Stadium. Is this a big deal? I've heard that stat now a couple of times. Is, is that a big deal? To, I just uh, think it's pretty play crazy play after playing play 12 every, years. Play I every. I, I've been to all the stadiums, so I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, Darren, Darren's just shrugging that off, you know, whatever. It's uh, but That's his flex. Yours was the 100 papers. That's right. That's right. So, everyone. you know, everyone can judge for themselves, which is the more important uh, flex right there. As for J.J. Watt, how can you not watch the most recent episode of Hard Knocks and not think the man has a future in media? 
the, basically the entire episode revolved around him, just him yeah. being mic'd up. And, yeah, that's true. And just being snarky and cutting up and being, you know, wisecracks and having a good time and commentary and, you know, pontifications with J.J. Watt, his thoughts on life and interacting with teammates. You can't tell me he doesn't have a game plan where he's going to end up on somebody's network TV airwaves real soon. I'd bet every penny I have. I don't know that it would be this year. Is that a lot of pennies? I don't know that it would be this year. Um, it'll be interesting because JJ is someone who takes literally days off. And I, I mean like very few days off a year. So now he's going to have a lot of days to fill his time. And we know he's excited about spending more time with his family and finding other hobbies. But I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go into media, at least like football-wise, for a year or two. I think just... One, taking that time away of he's given so much almost every day for 12 years, taking that time to mentally just kind of figure out who you are outside of football. And not only that, but I mean, I just feel like from what we have heard from players, wherever, whatever team the three of us have covered of players who have retired is you almost have to force yourself to completely step away for that first season because... Otherwise, it's very difficult in terms of watching or, you know, being involved with a team because you're not doing it anymore. And while, yes, you wouldn't be in football shape because you're not working out every day, you know, it, it, it can be hard of, I know that I can still do it and now I'm not doing it. So I would imagine he takes at least a year to really step away, create some space and then figure out what he wants to do. Until somebody comes with him with an eight figure <laughs> offer per year. I mean... I, I would tend to agree with you in a vacuum, um, but I, if somebody really wants him, it's going to be tough for him to – although if somebody's willing to offer him eight figures in 2023, somebody will be willing to offer him eight, eight figures in 2024. So maybe it does work out, you know, however that goes. But I do think he'd be really good, um, but, but we'll have to see how it plays out. And because he's in the last year of his contract, he would be an unrestricted free agent. Absolutely, right? I mean, he'd be he'd be able to sign with if he if he decides to come yes, back. Yes, he, he he'll be able, he could sign anywhere. Anywhere. Yes. Okay. So, I did a Wolf's podcast with his two brothers, one of whom his older brother Craig, who's the Steelers radio analyst, and so there was speculation there that JJ is going to go join his two brothers with the Pittsburgh Steelers at some point. Although it is interesting, the news came out before we did this that the. Cardinals did a little bit of paperwork with his contract to help with the salary cap. And then I saw another salary cap person ex go beyond that. And that explanation was they, they essentially turned next year, a void year into a real contract year. If that's true, then technically he isn't a free agent anymore. Aha. Uh -huh. So, okay. So that they can, it has to do with being able to work out because there's going to be dead money from J.J. Watt's cap hit. So maybe he wouldn't, okay. but I, I don't. That's cool. If you want to sign J.J. Watt, uh, second round pick. I, so I, I the do. other 31 teams, second round pick. I never, he no, he doesn't strike me as somebody who is going to go back on it, especially since this isn't like a spur of the moment. Thing. I mean, he's, he's now, he keeps talking about how, like on Hard Knocks now, he's like, I've known for a few months. I, I'm beginning to think that if if the heart thing didn't automatically change it, I'm beginning to think he went into this season thinking this was going to be his last year. Maybe. maybe. And, and let's be honest. Anybody watch Monday Night Football, 
if that didn't reinforce how important you know your health is, uh, how fortunate you are to to play that game and come away with your health at the end of your career. Damar Hamlin, and by the way, going into this podcast, there was an update from the Buffalo Bills that he had shown, quote, remarkable improvement, end quote. So uh, let's hope it keeps tracking that way. Obviously, three words that have been trending all week long, not just across the NFL, but across our country, praying for Hamlin, pray for DeMar. And I, I tell you, I don't know what your, your reaction, guys, was when you saw it, and I did see it live. And uh, you know, I, I thought of a couple of different things in Cardinals history. I, I thought when you saw the players' reactions, and those reactions were unlike anything I've seen, yeah. but the closest that I've seen was at the Jets 2008, that was the game where Brett Favre had like five touchdown passes in the six. first half. Six? Well, six. Six total. Yeah. And then at the very end of the game, guess who's still playing like it's the Super Bowl? Anquan Bolden. He gets sandwiched in the end zone, and somebody's helmet came up under his mask yeah. and jacked his jaw, and he, he hits. he's knocked out upon contact, right. goes to the turf in the end zone, limp, and Larry took one look at him. What Larry described later is blood just gurgling out of Anquan Bolden's mouth because he had his jaw broken. And Larry's screaming at the sideline and waving frantically. And right there you knew that was beyond 99% of the football injuries, just Larry's reaction. And then you saw Q's mom and girlfriend and or wife, I forget at the time, come down out of the stands at the Jets. So I was reminded of that. I, and honestly, the, the ambulance on the field is not a first in the NFL. Mike Upati yeah, at Mike Seattle. Upati. It was funny. Kent Summers said this is – he tweeted out this is the first time I remember – seeing an ambulance on the field, and I, I DM'd him. I said, no, Seattle, it came out for Mikey Potty. Yeah, and so, and that was, that was a, a long delay in the game. There was a lot of uncertainty with you, Potty. They strapped him to a backboard. Well, you know, did he have a neck injury? What, no one really knew. At least no, none of those of us on the sidelines didn't know, and, and you had to get that game back on track, and that was a Titanic game as well, yeah, 2015. Well, Stanton dance. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I tell you, it's, See, to me, there's always that prospect injury, right? How many times do you hear players saying your next play could be your last play? But that's in terms of your career. You know, when it comes to life and death, when you're saying this could be my last breath, and then that's, I think, what rattled so many people yeah. on Monday Night Football. So we'll see. Um, but the games are all scheduled, right? Week 18, it's, it's yeah, going down as, as planned. Week 18 is going as planned, and, and while – as we record this, there has not been any official resolution on the Bills-Bengals game. It seems like it's moving towards they're just going to call it a no contest or a tie. I'm guessing it'll be no contest. You just wouldn't count it in the standings. And then one of the things the NFL is apparently considering is uh, giving the number one seed the option of either having a bye or having home field advantage. Mm. And then the number two seed would end up with the choice that that team didn't take interesting or yeah. you could also yeah. play the championship game uh on a neutral field which is something else they had talked about okay so it'll be interesting to see all right so going full circle here on cardinals underground back to your stinking bingo cards and the reason those came up was ostensibly was because of the new year's resolutions is that correct danny is that uh, where this I'm thing a, is going to wrap things up i think she was talking about up? doing this longer than that oh okay but, yeah, I see. yeah right. well this was just something i've been saying i feel like for a couple months of whenever you bring up certain things and i'm like shoot i should make a bingo card and i can't 
I don't want to give specific examples because some of those things may or may not be on said bingo card right now. Gotcha. But yes, we this was one of my own New Year's resolutions was to follow through and actually make the bingo card that I kept talking about. There you go. Okay. All right. So New Year's resolutions 2023. Now these are, aren't your own because nobody, you know, come on. Nobody cares. I'm not right. a big resolutioner, right. to be honest. Uh, who's going to get the ball rolling with well, uh, offering resolutions for others? I, I'm going to make a resolution for Danny. I'm hoping oh. that she can get some of her... I, I, I hope that all of her game day outfits can be her own and she doesn't have to rent them. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> She's right. You're implying that like. She goes to like a costume shop and rents it? What whoa, do you whoa, mean? whoa, whoa. I mean, what is this? Our I'll let her explain rent it. Rent to own? What are we talking about you here? You make it seem di- like I. I'm just if saying. I wanted, I, if I wanted to buy my own. I know. <laughs> by by the way, thinking about you, Paul's going to take me explaining this. No, the look I, on her face when you brought it up. I mean, literally, her jaw just hit the hit the, hit the table. I I use a rental subscription service because being on camera on game days and multiple times during the week for all these other interviews, I want to avoid repeating outfits, which might sound silly as a guy who could wear the same polo or same suit every week (laughs) and nobody would know the difference. It's not really the same as a female in front of the camera. So it (laughs) makes more sense financially instead of spending all this money on buying all these clothes to repeat throughout the season. I have staples that I wear. I do this rental clothing subscription and that allows me to rotate in different clothing items to wear so I'm not repeating things and that's what I typically wear on game day and for some reason Darren and Craig think that's funny that like I'm wearing a dress and then I'll send it back and I'll get something else for next week the sweater that I did my sideline exchange interview this week with Zach Allen was a rented sweater it's not weird they they, I'm not saying I just it was a resolution that you could have some peace in your life thank you they they dry clean it before they send it to you and it's all it's a great idea I mean what every great business does what it fills a need that's that true. fills a need. And, and and now that she mentioned it's funny, I, I've had this discussion with my wife. My wife's like, I can't wear this. Why can't you wear it? Well, I wore it like two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, so? Isn't it a different crowd you're going in front of? Or I, Even I, if you're I, wearing yeah, it to work, yeah, that's right. why you have clothes. I would guarantee you, though, if I wore the same outfits three or four times throughout the season on interviews, there would be comments about it. Not from me. On social okay. media, really, people yeah. people are Look, keeping score at I, home on that stuff. Let's 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 be honest. Come on, people. She's a female doing in in sports. That would probably be some of the more tame stuff she gets on social media in terms of comments. Pretty fair. Well, I don't dismiss. You're right. Being a guy and not having to worry about that. I, you yeah, know, that's true. I mean, honestly, the fact we could go Jim Harbaugh if we wanted and just wear the same khakis and and same See, I, shirt I don't every go, I don't single go stinking far. day. I mean, you know, he's become a little bit of a punchline because of that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I have a New Year's resolution. Okay, here we okay, go. Okay, this is this is for the uh, maintenance folks here at the facility. <laughs> We were extending our New Year's resolutions that far, Paul. It's all a team. This is all one big team. Team is so what it takes, Paul. Team is what it takes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> at any point, anytime soon, feel free to stripe the parking lot. Because I thought about that today. It's 52-card pickup out in the parking lot. People taking up two, three spots, parking. That, you know, that, it, it just They're not going to, though. It was. They don't want to ruin the aesthetic of the bikes. It's, so for those of you who the haven't aesthetic. been to the facility, it's the dark red bricks and then it's light gray bricks that line the spots but it's very difficult to see the light gray especially if it's really 
bright or it's raining. And for months, when I started last year, I didn't know they existed. And I would carpool with Grayson in our video department because when I lived in my old apartment, we lived by each other. And at one point, I drove us and I parked and we got out of the car and she was like, you've got to be kidding. And I was like, what? She's like, you didn't even try to park in the in the lines. And I thought she was joking. I was like, haha, very funny. Like, there aren't lines. And she goes, are you being serious? Like, you, you can't see the bricks? And for months, I had no idea yeah. that the bricks were there as the lines that don't see the bricks either i mean uh, okay i'm I'm partially colorblind i can still see the gray bricks although i will as danny said about the rain like it was pouring the other morning and i came in here and i'm like it they're disappeared they've disappeared (laughs) the water has made everything all the bricks one color I mean, are the bricks on, like, the historic register of places in America? No. I mean, this isn't Wrigley Field. Why do we care about the aesthetics of the bricks? I'm just telling you it's why a they parking haven't, lot, people. haven't colored them. Just restripe it. So there's there's my New Year's resolution for someone else. That's good. Actually, yeah, I'll yeah. come out on a Saturday. I'll stripe the stinking thing myself in the off season. How about that? That's yeah, my offer. That would be interesting. My New Year's resolution <laughs> for Darren. Yes. What this is actually nice. This okay. would benefit uh, you. Oh, what? is when is when you when you actually some free advice. When, yes, free advice. When you actually take vacation days this year, <laughs> take vacation days. Don't open up Slack. Don't open up email. Don't respond to people on Twitter. Yeah, that's uh, my New Year's resolution that's, for you. That's a really really good resolution. That's a really good one. I, I don't know if I can hold to it, but uh, it's a really good one. Thank you. Danny, you sound exactly like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> she told and, me And the my same wife. Thing. And but Oma, the New Year's life. resolution goes for you as well. See, these guys, Danny, you have to realize, these guys will be the Brett Favre of their own retirement. They'll come mm-hmm. back, you know, three, four times. They're, they're not going to go quietly into the night when it comes time for retirement. My New Year's resolution for you, Omo, for next season oh. is to go to sleep prior to four in the morning the night before a game because a good I know you now know how to schedule emails so I'll never actually know if that's true or not but I can't I do not like waking up early on a game day to an email from you about our radio shows at four in the morning Omo. I, I got I got that a, makes me sad for you my resolution for Omo is that he just eats lunch at a normal time that too Omo you've got plenty of resolutions take your pick <laughs> well having the near four-year-old uh, kind of uh puts me behind schedule sometimes so i'll blame it on her we just want you to eat and sleep that's all that's true Come. all right noted it's good, good. <laughs> all right uh any other airing of grievances if you will uh, i oh. have to air a grievance oh, and i'm not going to tell you what's on here because i think we should keep these bingo cards yeah, for next week but true. surprisingly you only got one and it was like card. right out of the box and these are things that you say all the time well i'm a little bit under the weather so maybe i'm not quite in game shape you know i'm not not quite in peak form right now why are you under the weather i i don't don't you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to 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 lead him into anything we will we will not show you what's (laughs) on here is that what he was doing (laughs) no we will will keep these cards for next cardinals underground and continue there's nobody who tries to stay healthier than paul calvisi and there's no one who gets sick more than paul (laughs) you're right what is going on around here what is going on i don't know i am failing in that regard i mean there's a lot of failures we could document but that is that is right there at the top of the i mean the man efforts health big time and it just doesn't work. What, what What is going on? I don't get it. But I do resent Darren trying to speak it into existence and trying to lead me into the, something on his bingo card. So you know what? Just for that, we're ending this edition of Cardinals Underground, brought to you by Pacific Office Automation.